live from that classic attraction, the Tomorrowland Speedway. This is Chief Woo Woo of the Malakin Nation. And you guys are getting ready to listen to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, and of course, Lee. Roll them, guys. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Kevin. And my name is Danny. And with us as always, the official travel agent of the Magic Our Way podcast and the man that likes his virtual reality experiences more real than virtual. <laughs> you ain't never had a friend like Lee. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Lee Lastavica. What's up, Moican Nation? And also we have the proprietor of Ivory Comics, which can be found at www.ivorycomics.com and the president of the NAABY. The National Association for the Advancement of Brown Yetis. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Eli Ivory. How you doing, Eli? Growl. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can tell I listened to the last show. Yeah. That's pretty good, yes. How you like it? That yeah, was good, yeah. You did a good job filling the shoes and everything, or as best as you could or whatever. First yeah. time, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah. How was your seat? It's a little juicy. A little I loose. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I'm a little concerned here. Maybe it's the humidity. But yeah, let's stick with that. So anyway, the Magic Way podcast is a New Orleans-based Disney fan podcast. We are artistic buffs talking Disney stuff. We encourage the Moeka Nation to be creative with us and let your inner artist come alive. Find everything related to the Magic Our Way podcast from social media links to merchandise at www.magicourway.com. Why should you listen to us? Well, aside from the fact that we are entertaining as heck, we know our stuff. We will explore any and every angle of any topic presented on the show, and we allow any and all opinions from our listeners to be presented. We want to be the all-inclusive voice of the Disney fan community. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I put in a motion really quick? Yes. Chief Woo, you might need to be demoted. You need my name out of the game. That can't happen. He who sleeps will wake. That's all I'm saying. We'll wake. Well... It's if it's not the wind chimes, if it's not the dog. <laughs> Apparently, what is the property value the of your house? <laughs> the, the truth is, I mean, I could record inside, but then I got the kids. And <laughs> yeah, he's right there by George. What's it, George Bush International? <laughs> or oh, you're by Love Field? Yeah, I'm by Hobby, but yeah. Oh, you're by I'm Hobby? About 10 minutes away from Hobby. Good news. If you're looking for the 747 out of Love Field, <laughs> it's on time. <laughs> Um, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I was waiting for, you know, I know he, he will say, you know, Kevin and Danny and Lee and, of course, you know, Eli, or sometimes he switches me and Lee out. So I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting before I said anything, but I was like, hey, wait. We can edit it into the intro. No, <laughs> that's that not the point. That's not the, no. Do you- Maybe the excitement of the Tomorrowland Speedway distracted him from being able to remember everybody's name. He might have been bumped in the butt. <laughs> I'm just saying. In the back of the car or something. I'm worried now. Man, you and Brown Yeti get no respect. You know what? That's why we had to come in and just start, you know, just making that correlation happen. <laughs> have old Brown Yeti time. lives matter? Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brown Yeti feelings matter. That's right. There you go. Hashtag Brown Yeti feelings matter. Don't make us come out the forest. Now. <laughs> anyway. Out of the forest into the streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, on the Magic Highway podcast number 80, we'll be discussing. Hey, we're show 80, Dallas. Look at that. We are 20 away from getting to our 100th show. Wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? Then we retire? I guess we retire. And then yeah. we start, or start making the big bucks. I don't know. Whatever comes first. Huh. What is that in the background? Is that a bird? I don't know. It's a plane. It sounds like a whistle, kind of like a. I know. What is that? <laughs> there, there yeah, was. Yeah, that was is. Lee, what is that? It's a bird. Uh, I hear it too. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, in addition to yeah, dogs, I don't, I don't understand how y'all can get such shitty reception for me talking, but you can hear all these little things in the background. We can hear everything. When you flip a page, we hear it. Like when you were in your hotel room and you went to the bathroom, we heard everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. even, we even heard you say Kevin's name upon completion. <laughs> <laughs> I felt uncomfortable, but I was all right. I, I, I was all right at first. No, yeah, I was all right. What yeah. is it? Is that a bird? It's, it sounds like a bird. Maybe it's a chair. Is it an emu? The bird wants to talk. It wants to get on the podcast. It wants to get on the podcast. <laughs> all right, let's. let's well, I'll turn. It's not going anywhere, guys. Right, I don't know okay. where it is, and I don't see it, but it's not going anywhere. So, well, hopefully, Wiley Coyote catches up to it, wherever it is. So, anyway, on this show, we're going to cover the news. We're going to have the tiki birds in the background for the entire podcast, mm-hmm. the listener comments, and we'll be chatting today with the one and only Lisa Mundy regarding her recent trip and anything else that she may come up with. Prepare for anything on this episode, guys. Put on your seat belts and strap it on, and be ready for whatever happens coming down the pipe. I don't know what's going to happen. Could uh, be, apparently, you're strapping something on, and I'm leaving. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think Fish on Wu was right. Don't put me on the show. You got <laughs> strap I was Two's company, three's a crowd, big guy. <laughs> well, do you want to come on and do a trip report, anybody? Any of you listeners? Send us a request at magicro8gmail.com. Anyway, enough of this jibber-jabber, guys. Let's go make some magic. Be our guest be our guest put our service to the test tie your napkin all right so here we are in guest services addressing some of our listeners uh requests emails messages from facebook social media whatever uh so we got first thing coming up from mr wayne west so lee won't you go ahead and take it away and let us know what he gave us or sent us hey well mr west uh tweeted out um at magic our way you guys are the most entertaining disney podcast around love the show keep it up so uh, we appreciate that, Wayne. And uh, just if you didn't catch it, I sent out a little meme just for you on the uh, Magic Our Way podcast Facebook page. So if you didn't catch it, get back on there. As a matter of fact, I will find it and pin it to the top since everyone got to see the uh, other thing I pinned last week. Uh, they've had plenty of time to check it out. So I'm going to pin that back to the top, Mr. West, so you can go find it and check it out. And that's a shout out to you. Thanks for your support. That's awesome. And that's the first like compliment I've, we've, uh, I've gotten like that. Like, you know, just like we're the most, as of late, Yes, I should say, you know, like we're the most entertaining Disney podcast around, which is a good, you know, it gives me warm fuzzies, man. It's nice. That's exactly our goal. We're, we're not going to be the most informative. There, there are people with insider access that can do that. We're not going to be the most uh, up to date when it comes to reviews because, quite frankly, we don't live in Orlando. Right. <laughs> uh, but... We pride ourselves on being the most entertaining and analytical podcast that there is out there. Yeah, but the stuff that we do know, I guarantee you, we know flat out. Oh, we do. Yeah. There's no question. We're just not going to be able to give you the Imagineer's uh, input. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. So, but uh, we learn that information from you guys, but we also take it from a different point of view, and we're going to do it in a very entertaining manner, in a manner that we want to listen to. So this is the basic of the show that we want to listen to ourselves. Who's next? 
All right, as you heard me from the show, uh, beginning of the show, uh, this is show number 80, which means we're only 20 away from show 100, which means that's going to happen sometime later this year. Possibly, if I'm, we're lucky, possibly around our anniversary time, which is around November. I don't know. I haven't counted the weeks. I don't know if anybody else has or anything else, but uh, 20 shows is, I guess, roughly Christmas-ish, like, yeah? if yeah, I had like to guess, somewhere around there, the holiday season. Yeah? That's like five months. Is it five months? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you think you do a show every week so that's yeah that's four shows okay so about five months yeah uh, yeah so that that actually be pretty cool timing if we got around our anniversary date which is toward the end of november yeah november early december so with that we kind of came up with the idea of inviting the guests to send us the best of their magic our way experience mm. so we've would have had i guess technically we would have had 99 shows by then and so you you have ninety nine shows to listen to, and we want you to send in the best moments, the moments that you've enjoyed. Was it the uh, the epic Would You Rather with the hashtag Cricket Lives Matter? <laughs> you know, <laughs> was it the DVC trip report? Was the Mary Poppins thing? Was it? Uh, there, there's a ton. We did. We've done ton of, a ton of shows in the past two years, and we want to know some of y'all's favorites. So we're going to be collecting that between now and show one hundred. I know this got to be. I know at least the top ten. I'm sure is going to be the Maleficent review because that. <laughs> oh yes, that still sticks out to me. Oh, so. it has to be. It has to be. But yeah, listeners, we want to know, and, and we know there's a bunch of you guys out there consistently downing the show week after week. So we want to hear from each and every one of you uh, consistent listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we, we we appreciate you taking the time to download us and to subscribe to us and listen to us. And so now's your uh, now's your chance to give back even more. We want to know what your favorite parts of the show were or of our past two years. And maybe if you're lucky, we'll get you on the show. If I'm lucky and I get this set up, I'd like to do a live show one day for our hundredth show. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And then the listeners can come on real time, record it, you know, uh, interact with us. You can see video of us and see everything else. You know, I think it'd be a fun little show. It's going to be a long night to celebrate 100 shows because 100 shows is a pretty uh, good milestone for a podcast. You know, not every podcast makes it to 100. So yeah. we're going to start out with a call to action. I'll put it on the website and Facebook and all our Twitter and uh, tw- our social media feeds, I should say, and say, give us your best of the past 99 shows of the Magic Hour podcast. Who knows? For you, maybe your best is yet to come in the next 20 shows. So, we, uh, you know, we'll see. I want to ask Leah. Leah, are you going to drive down for the for the 100 100- for the hundredth show, we well, got an accent. I'm looking at um, <laughs> yes. You're gonna be in. The, the answer is yes. I'll I'll figure out a way. I'll make it happen. All, All right. right. Cool. All right. So anyway, guys, send us in your top, uh, your best of the last 99 shows, and we'll feature it on our hundredth show. So email us at magicro8gmail.com, or if you want to send us a voicemail or a video thing, we could do both. You know, we could put it on our YouTube channel. Anything. Um, so just uh, get in contact with us. You know how to do it if you've been listening for this long, and we'd love to hear from you. Who's next? All right, we got a listener message from Wayne. And so uh, without further ado, here we go. Yeah. 
Jeremy line. That's just how I feel. <laughs> Try to reach the place that I can't see. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Well, it's, you know, it's that time of year. <laughs> it's that time of year. That time of year when it's fun in Disney to be queer. We're heading on down. We're going to be going. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's always interesting, you know. It's always interesting, you know. And I wanted to, uh, you know, you know, see if any of you guys want to join us. <laughs> hint, hint, Eli, come on, my boy. <laughs> It's, I mean, you want to talk about some craziness. I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of gay men running around the parks of Disney, drunk and on all kind of drugs and horny. <laughs> Wait till you get us in a dark amusement ride. Oh, I mean, the noises. It's like we take over. I mean, it's just. Like, you know, you'll be in the, it's a small world after all. And it's like, yeah, a small world. Jesus, look at him. He's like 13 inches. <laughs> He's as big as these kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I mean, it's really fun. And then, you know, Peter Pan, I mean, obviously. <laughs> we all know what Peter Pan is. I mean, it's a bunch of gay boys running around, you know, getting chased by the the older gay man with, you know, the appendage uh, strapped to his hand. I mean, there's so many Disney rides and, and, uh, and Disney characters are based on gay people. Uh, how the hell did he find us on this show? <laughs> we, we should probably tell him. We should probably pause it right here and explain to the listeners exactly uh, who that is because I don't think the listeners have any idea. They have no idea no. who that guy is. No, and I don't know how the hell he found us on this show. <laughs> but um, but apparently for gay yeah. days he he went down to Disney and he's letting us know that uh, I'm assuming he's back by now. Yeah, you know, gay, gay days, days are over. over. Yeah. Gay days are done. The red shirts are gone. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, but it, oh, go ahead. You want to you want to explain who this who this sure. Wayne guy is? You see, we did another show called "And Another Thing," and um, this individual's name is Wayne. Uh, he would um, he, he would call up the show quite a bit, and uh, he kind of um, well, he had a. He had a he had an interest in, in Eli. Yeah, affinity for the black man. Yes, he. Um, <laughs> That's a cute way to put it. Yeah, he would drive by his house and and he would because uh, he apparently lives in the New Orleans area, and uh, so I, who knew he was a Disney fan as well. So, uh, any, I, I suppose he's found the Magic Our Way podcast. Awesome. Yes. Uh, I'll never go on Small World again. Now. <laughs> it's and and uh, yeah, he's celebrating in Disney World. Oh, so. Okay. All right. Let's see. It's. I just can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I'm not gonna bore you guys with any more, you know. But we're going, Eli. I will pay for your flight. I will pay for your room, a suite at the Polynesian. Oh, that's nice. I will pay for all of your food. I will pay for VIP park tickets. I will buy you things in downtown Disney. I will. I mean, I'm, we're talking. Whatever you want, I will buy you a timeshare down there if you come. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. I mean, that's always been the goal, but 
I was, you know, I took the hint. You know, you weren't interested at the time. <laughs> at the time, you weren't interested. I know I was slightly kind of a stalker. You know, I mean, I was bordering on a stalker. Like, if I took it any further, you might have been able to say, Hmm, is that guy stalking Eli? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I still make passes by your house. I mean, I still go by. And, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, me and the security guards, it's still like, bop, bop, and they wink and like, go ahead, you know, no problem. We won't report you peeking in the, you know, the window with your pants down and, you know, <laughs> blowing yogurt all over the side of Eli's wall oh, while you're peeking wow. in his window. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, well, take care. Eli, please call. I mean, it is... <laughs> I'm doing what a lot of older gay men do with their money, you know, I'm throwing it at you. It's called G for P, you know, it's G for P. I mean, go look it up, G for P, if you don't know what that is. Just, it's a job, it's money, okay, I'm going to do it, you know. And, um, you know, I would love to, I've had dreams. I have had, literally had dreams. With you and me 69ing and you're on top and you're black are in my face just oh. sitting on top of me. <laughs> very vivid. Very, very vivid. I mean, I can get into it if you guys want me to. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great time. Eli, I'll be looking for your call. I will be looking any time of day, any hour of the day. Don't feel like you're going to upset me or wake me up. I don't care. I love you, baby. <laughs> I want to be with you. I want to be in you. I want you to be in me. <sighs> well, okay. You guys have fun. The show's great. We love it. We love it. Wow, that happened. So, <laughs> all right, listeners. So, you know how I always say that uh, we want to be the voice of the Disney fan community. <laughs> uh, we'll honor anything and everything that you guys send We're without without regard for anything. Yeah. If I haven't said it before, I guess I should say it now. Basically, the opinions of our listeners <laughs> do not necessarily reflect the views of the Magic Our Way podcast. Absolutely. So, uh, entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, anyway, I figured I'd just have to say that. So, and Eli reaction. Why did be some tickets that show up under my door, my house now and stuff? <laughs> Fortunately, we got this message. Um, That's crazy. We, we got this message when gay days are over at Disney, so I don't think... I don't think you have to worry about it. Uh, no, I, that's hey, it's it's something to have a devoted fan, and that it's a very devoted. Now, I, look, I don't know what to say about the man messing up your walls, peeking in your windows, and stuff like that. But just washed him, you know. <laughs> just washed him. Hey, just, he just whitewashed him. Pressure wash. Yeah, yes. you know, clean that stuff. You reducing the property value. <laughs> Don't nobody want to spill yogurt on their house and stuff. And then the security guards tell all my neighbors, see the creepy guy that stands outside the guy's house right there. You know, it's okay. I don't need that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, all right. Well, so, now that he's uh, found you. Uh, oh, boy. You know, well, this will be a different type of show. I tell you what. That's a <laughs> it's a show I'm scared of having, man. <laughs> you should <laughs> be. be. Honest, uh, you you know. have very nice fans. Mm. We we. There's going to be a lot of beeps on that one. Yes. <laughs> you think? All right. So thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> Thanks. Let's, let's also not uh, confuse Wayne West with Wayne Gray. Oh, yeah. This is two different people. Let's, yes. Let's, two different people, please. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to slander Mr. West. And for those who are interested in hearing more of Mr. Gray, you go listen to the End Another Thing podcast. He's on quite a few shows because uh, he, he did call in quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, just to let you guys know, you could do the same thing he did. He just recorded something. Probably it sounded like it on his phone. So you can record a voicemail and send it in to us at magicrow8gmail.com and do the exact same thing. No, Mr. not come to my house yeah. and shoot yogurt. <laughs> well, don't, don't, That's don't. not part of yeah, the let's invitation. Not do that. That's not, no. All man. right, to qualify, don't leave a mess at Eli's house. Yeah, you yes. can call the show and, and please feel free to do that. But yeah, all that yeah. stuff about dreaming about parts and stuff and that's not part of the invitation I just want to throw that out there really quick or at least yeah. bring a towel and clean up at least clean, clean up, yeah. up. bring you a hose that, yeah thank you alright so here we are in the queue we're going to explore some topics that we wish to discuss but first we're going to bring on a guest I guess that we're going to feature more so on the hub but we're actually going to have her uh, since she likes enjoys talking about Disney a lot we figure it would be a good idea to get her in on the queue and talk about some topics of the day that are happening. So the, I would like to introduce the one, the only, the person we've been mentioning regarding Facebook posts and everything else and guest services, the one, the only, Lisa Mundy. How you doing, Lisa? I am wonderful. How are you all? Great, man. Glad to have you on the show. I'm sure all the listeners have seen your post on Facebook and everything else. So now, instead of posting it there, we can definitely talk to you about everything that uh, is going on Disney-wise and without having to worry about typing or anything else like that. <laughs> yeah, like, Lisa, what Kevin's trying to say oh. is that we got to a point where we just couldn't read your Facebook <laughs> post anymore. We finally just said to hell with it. We just need to have this woman on the That's show. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just validated my boyfriend's theory. Because <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, they're sick of you. They're just going to have you on and, and let you just kind of go off on your ramp and then hope you go away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh wow! No, I don't. Wow. Think, it's not that extreme. We enjoy interacting with you, and, and we, we we appreciate your thoughts and stuff. You know. All right, so let's head on to some news, man. So uh, let's get on with the first topic. All right, guys. First up in the queue, we have our first official dog, dog in the house. In the background. <laughs> 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 dog. If it's not a god. Yeah. Airplane or wind chime? So, Lisa, this is another part of the thing of the is recording with Lee. <laughs> there's always Flat something. Yeah, there's always and he's something. Not in animal Kingdom, either. right? There's always something interesting in the background. Who let the dogs out? Lee, <laughs> Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> Just put the put the dog in the cage or something. <laughs> it's not my dog. <laughs> Whose dog is it? I don't have a dog. All right, guys. So we have official word coming out of Disney that opening in spring of 2016, the new Frozen ride over in Norway is going to be called Frozen Ever After. It's going to go ahead and continue to use the existing flume track that has existed for Maelstrom, but we're going to see several new scenes involving the Frozen characters. It's going to be set during a winter festival that will be taking place during summer. Elsa will be demonstrating her powers, and uh, we'll see uh, Olaf and Sven. We'll see the trolls. We'll see Elsa on the balcony singing Let It Go. Of course, we have to sing that. We're going to have Marshmallow, and we're going to see a final scene featuring fireworks uh, and away from Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Sven, and Kristoff. Ride time is going to be about four minutes. No word on Hans. There's no Hans here. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you have Hans in there? No time to go to the Southern Isles, I guess. I um, guess that, yeah. But it's, the whole experience is going to be about four minutes long. And uh, what do you guys think? Do y'all like it? It's going to be the exact same ride track. Thoughts? Well, I will tell you this. I know it's going to be popular because just this week I have a client that's uh, going in July 
and already asked me if she could if I could help her get it booked. No kidding. <laughs> July. So I was like, well, let's start talking about your trip for next year, and then I can help you get it booked. <laughs> um, but just to get, make note, it does say that it's going to use the animatronics uh, characters uh, that were introduced in the Seven Doors Mind Train. So you can have those animated eyes and mouths and stuff. Uh, with, the, with the rear projection technology and you know all the different kinds of movements of the new anima, audio animatronics and everything else, so at least uh, I mean the characters will look pretty good. My question is: is does a four minute long dark ride merit a tier one fast pass booking? Because the standby lines on this one's going to be insane. Yeah, this is going to put the uh, seven yeah, dwarves to shame. In group A for sure. They have to put in Group A just to, to control the crowds, don't you think? What a four-minute-long dark ride in Group A. Well, how long was Maelstrom originally? Eh, probably about minutes? the same thing, but, I mean, yeah. that, was in, that was in Tier 2. I thought that was in Tier 1. No, I think it was. Two. Yeah, it that was, was in Tier 1. Wasn't that in Tier 1? We, 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 you and I were just like, what? <laughs> I think it was in Tier 1 when it initially opened, but yeah. I think they, they, they moved, moved it down. into Tier 2. Because Tier 1, last time I looked, I think was... Um, Soren and Test Track? Soren, Test Track, and probably s- Illuminations. Hmm, okay. No, that's possible. That's definitely possible. I don't think there's any doubt it's going to be a tier one yeah. fast pass. The question is, does a dark ride that's about four minutes long need to be a fast pass ride? I still don't think so. Yeah. I well, think does Lisa's it need right. to be? Yes. Does it deserve to be? No. It needs to be because there's going to be a million people that want to see it. Right. Does it deserve to be? No. Exactly. Like the Seas with Nemo and Friends? Same thing. That's a tier two? Yeah, it's a tier two ride, mm. but I mean, I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. that this one's frozen, one's not. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. I mean, really, with uh, the amount of attractions, quote unquote attractions, there are in the Epcot. I mean, how would you even divide it up? There's not even enough. Nope. That's what I was just going to say. Is that you know why they have that tiered system makes no sense because there's just not enough rides. Not it's not like Magic Kingdom where you've got oodles and oodles of rides you know you don't have that many choices well i mean i guess realistically that's the reason why they are tiering it because there are so little choices that fast pass uh, for uh, soren and test track are going to be gone five minutes into the game so they have to make it they have to divide it up because because of the limited amount of attractions that's going to be the hottest fast pass since the anna and elsa meet and greet yeah, Lee, get yeah. ready, man. Get ready, man. <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta get that. Get mouse your, finger your fingers ready. going. Yeah, I'm a little. You know, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't. You know, they pretty much outlined what the ride's gonna be, and I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do a little beginning homage to Norway, mm-hmm. where y- you show a little bit about the culture of Norway, a little bit about the, you know, kind of like how the original ride started off, and then boom, when they send you back down the falls, now you're in the mythical land of Arendelle. Yeah, we had talked about that. That would be a good way to do it. I thought that would have been a great way. You segue into Arendelle, you have a little bit of Norway prior to that. I'm a little disappointed that they're making it a winter summer festival celebration thing and completely keeping... So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering if, uh, if, if... The only thing left in Norway is going to be the restaurant or the facades of Norway, of anything else. Because you're also going to have, I guess, what the the um, meeting greet for Anna and Elsa is going to be like a maybe a tier one fast pass. Oh, that's a great point, Kev. That's that, going to be another one too. Yeah. Yeah, right I didn't even door. think about that. That is actually going to be have, that's going to have to be a fast pass as well, and that that could be tier one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, it goes back to the Norway thing. It's like what's going to be left of the Norway culture other than the facades. Maybe the Stave Church and maybe the Akershus restaurant. You know, is there is there? 
I don't know, anything else is regarding the culture of the country? Yeah. Identity, you know what I mean? They did say in there that the Norway uh, pavilion's exterior will be expanded with many unique Norwegian architectural features and the interior design of the Royal Summer House, which is where you'll have your meet and greet, uh, will reflect the cultural arts and crafts of Norway, providing a charming setting for you to meet Anna and Elsa. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to tie it in a bit, but... It, I think they would have done themselves a huge, huge favor by starting off with the ride being about Norway. Norway. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that would have been, they, they could have created some magic to transport you, transport you to Arendelle. Maybe in the load area, even having the, the, the movie that used to play at the end yeah. playing for you to look at while you're, while you're getting, because that's another, and, and actually now I'm thinking about it, I'm wrong, because you're already boarding, you're in, you're in Arendelle because. In the queue area, you're going to run across um, the guy from Wandering Oak. Woo-hoo. Yeah, him. Yeah. They're going to have, like, you're going to pass by the, the house, and, like, the, the, the windows are going to be steamed up, and then he'll rub it, and it's like, woohoo. Like, he'll oh, okay. say hello to the people outside of the, uh, the building. So they're going to have a more interactive queue versus yes. the old stretchbacks that Maelstrom used to have. Mm. Yes. Okay. Interesting. All yes. Right. But anyway... So here, let me throw this out for discussion real quick. Is this going to be the quote-unquote slippery slope that leads to more attractions slash uh, maybe non-country related stuff in World Showcase? Like like Big Hero 6 in Japan. Right. <laughs> San Francisco or whatever it is. Right. Not necessarily the characters, but the, the mythical lands. Because, again, that's... You know, this is a mythical land that now is taking over Norway. Well, I mean, like you could do rat, you could do Ratatouille in Paris without having it be a mythical land kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's I mean, still Paris. Yeah, yeah, it's still Paris, right? You could do. Um, oh wait, you can do England and say, "There's your encounter with uh, Doctor Who." Oh yeah, yeah. 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 As, Bam! There you go. There Set you up. go. As, uh, not not to open the door for you, uh, Lisa, but. I get it. Open the door, like open the door to time. Uh. Yeah, and that—that's—that's that's exactly. I mean, I'd like to see more attractions, more things to do other than just walk around and eat and drink. I mean, there's a lot to look at, but I, you know, generally when I'm at Epcot, I seem to notice a lot of the kids are just look like they're being like dragged along. They're not really <laughs> geared up for something there. Once they've done soaring, once they've done test track. You know, those when the parents are ready to start going through World Showcase, you know, the kids really, I think they're enjoying it, but I just don't think it's the same level of enjoyment that they're getting, say, at like Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom. Right. I I think Disney would do really well to add a couple more attractions, but I personally really don't want to see them stray too far. Like Arendelle, Doctor Who exists in in the real world Mm -hmm. and sort of not in the real world at the same time, but it's based, you know, in London. Um, you know, you, you've got a lot of places you could go with that without completely making the UK no, no longer the UK. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Still, still fits within the theme, yeah. Right. Norway, the only thing that's left is really, you know, the references like the fjords and things like that. You've got, you know, some of that architecture, some of that, you know, kind of environment, but you're not really learning anything about Norway anymore. Right. No, no you're absolutely right. They three caballeroed it. And they absolutely three <laughs> cavalered it. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess to go back to Lee's thing, it's like, if, what if they took San Francisco and stuck it in Japan? I mean, it would be the same kind of thought process as Arendelle going into Norway. What do, what do y'all think of that? 
I'm I'm not in favor of them going ahead and and wedging something like that in there. Like San Fran, I mean that is really uh, it's a stretch. <laughs> but it, it's it a base, is. you know they want to make it sound like San Francisco, Tokyo. But if I'm accepting Arendelle, do I have a right to sit there and and yeah, crit, crit, complain yeah. about? You no, know, I don't. Right, right, right. Makes sense. Doesn't Japan sit right beside the U.S.? It does, right? Because Morocco, Japan. Are you are you saying the stick San Francisco in between the two areas? Yeah, I mean, if you were going to blend the two together, there's you know if you could have it where you entered hmm. on the you know on the Japan side and came out on the U.S. side. I mean, it's no, just kind of a random thought. I mean, there's there's that space in between there. That wouldn't bother me so much. What do you got? Yeah, Danny? United States is to the uh, to the left. If you're facing Japan, it would be to the left of of Japan. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, and I'm sure there's enough landmen there to put San Francisco. Why not? I mean, look, I think there's something better they can do with Japan than Big Hero. Not that I didn't like Big Hero 6. I did. But I don't, I don't necessarily look at that as a landmark film. You know? Yeah. I'd, I'd rather see them figure out a way to get Wreck-It Ralph in the park before Big Hero 6. Mm. That's just me. All right, guys. So next up on the queue, we're going to be looking at the Edison, which is going to be coming to Walt Disney World in 2016. And for those who don't know, the Edison exists in in downtown Los Angeles. It was a converted uh, power plant that they went ahead and turned into a nightclub kind of a bar kind of restaurant. And Disney is going to be putting it in Walt Disney World. Except what they're going to go ahead and do is they're going to make this more than just a restaurant, more than just a bar. They're going to make it into an entertainment kind of thing where you're going to have a cabaret. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to have themed rooms. You're going to have um, palm readers are going to be there, contortionists. Different kind of variety acts are going to be there. So, I mean, this is the closest thing that Disney has come to bringing in a nightlife element to downtown Disney. Or Disney Springs, yeah. Or Disney Springs, yeah. as it would be. Yes, that's, that's something I got to get used to. Yeah, I saw. I mean, well, you remember Listener X was out there, and he said that it's still most of the signage is downtown, downtown Disney. Downtown Disney, yeah, because because of version companies. Um, but along with that, they're also talking about a steak place that's coming, right? Like the STK Orlando. Yeah, the STK Orlando is another one that's going to be coming, and you can dine on the rooftop. But this, this is more like an industrial gothic style restaurant bar, nighttime desk. This is not like another restaurant being added to Disney Springs. This is an actual attraction that's going to bring in a night crowd. This is going to bring in adults, people who are going mm-hmm. to Disney that don't have kids. Yeah, and uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown of it, the Florida location will be themed to a 1920s period electric company and recall an exuberant era of invention and imagination. Featuring 35-foot ceilings, a range of themed areas to explore, the Edison will have the lab performance space, the Ember Parlor, the Telegraph Lounge, the Patent Office, the Tesla Lounge, the Radio Room, Waterfront Patio, and more. Entertainment will include contortionists, palm readers, DJs, and more. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So this is going to be a game changer. Yeah. This is the first that you're going to see of an infusion of Pleasure Island into the Disney Spring. <laughs> the, the whole nightclub element kind of a thing. Exactly. <laughs> give, give adults a reason to go out, go party, go see something. Enjoy something, yeah. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I would prefer something like the Adventurers Club or the Comedy Rare, something exclusive to Disney. I don't necessarily want the nightclub-themed Entertainment. I've got enough of that where I live. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I don't need another nightclub. I'd like something a little bit more Disney-esque. But um, I do like the idea that they're going to get some kind of a nighttime 
experience for right. adults over at uh, Downtown Disney. That's a good balance. That's a good balance to have. Yeah. Uh, just, like I said, a few times I went when I went with kid and then Sans kid. You know, I don't have a kid named Sans, but, you know, without a kid. <laughs> or a sand kid. Yeah, a sandy kid. A sandy know, kid, yeah. Went to the beach, and then we went to the park. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was a point where it's a, it is a different experience. So mm-hmm. for somebody like me, if I go out there and I'm just, you know, me and single, everybody else is like, well, we got to put our kids to bed. What do I get to do? I don't need to be in another hotel room or something like that. So an experience like that. Somebody like me, yeah, I'd I look forward to something like that. Yeah, my wife and I used to love the Disney light, nightlife before we had a kid. Mm-hmm. We would love to hit downtown Disney. Now, we hardly go to it. There's no real reason. And plus, all the merchandise is homogenized, so you can pretty much get what you could get down there anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's, which is a whole other topic for another day, Yeah, <laughs> which you've touched upon. Lisa, you don't have kids. Have you gone to downtown Disney? I used to go to Pleasure Island. Um, my husband was a huge Adventurous Club fan. Um, so, you know, several trips that we went together, we did we did Pleasure Island at night. But um, usually I, I'm all about those parks. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the changes. And, and uh, Listener X was exactly right. It, Downtown Disney is a mess right now. You've got half of the cast members, well, not even half, a few of the cast members referring to it as Disney Springs, and then the rest of them referring to it as, as Downtown Disney. And oh, wow. when you're driving by it, you can't tell what it is. <laughs> it's just a mess right now. Yeah, that's my concern. I have um, I just booked someone that's going down there. Now, this is going to be in November, so I'm sure some of it will be you know put back together by then, but still, they're not going to have it complete. And uh, they wanted to do a couple nights going downtown Disney for dinner. And I really couldn't feel comfortable recommending it. I mean, of course, if that's what you want to do and, you know, those restaurants interest you, then, of course, it's your vacation. Go for it. But, I mean, I I told her, I said, I can't justify leaving the studios, you know, and missing Fantasmic, for example, Mm -hmm. to go downtown Disney. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, it's your vacation. I can't recommend that. You know, if this was me planning it, I would stay for Fantasmic as opposed to going to whatever restaurant you want to go eat downtown. We can get you a, an ADR at uh, Sci-Fi or at, uh, at 50s Primetime. So that's my concern right now is people that want to put downtown Disney into their uh, vacation schedule. And what do you give up? And is it worth giving anything up to go downtown Disney right now? Just a note on that, that, you know, the west side is fine. I mean, you've got plenty of parking. The new garage is open. It's it's the marketplace in that's um, that's torn up right now. The the parking where you used to be able to park and walk right into uh, to that end of the the park where the Rainforest Cafe and mm-hmm. all the shops are. You've got to park across the street right now, and and you know one of the uh, you know auxiliary lots, and mm-hmm. walk across. So when we went, we actually and it was funny because we were staying at Saratoga Springs, and we were right there at the walkway and didn't even realize it. Hmm, okay. But yeah, West Side, you're fine if you've got somebody that is wanting to book something on that side. You're not going to run into that problem, but it's the the marketplace mm-hmm. in that's a mess. Yeah, and the marketplace is one of the busier sides of that whole entire complex. And most of your major shops and stuff there, uh, more so than West Side, I think. You know, you got a couple of things happening in West Side, but it's, I don't think the shopping or everything else is to the extent that Marketplace is as of right now. All righty, guys. Uh, from Disney Travel News, you will soon be able to book your 2016 resort packages for Walt Disney World. Uh, actually, by the time you hear this, you might actually 
have been able to book them, but <laughs> uh, maybe not. It uh, depends on when you listen. But you will be able to start booking uh, 2016 Olani uh, on the 17th of June, and you'll be able to book Walt Disney World on June 22nd. So if you've been waiting for the, you know, maybe a, a January, February date or any time for next year, uh, now is the time to get it in line, get it booked, and that way you're all set when your 180 comes up. So if you need to book, you know where to reach me. And how do they get in uh, touch with you, Lee? <laughs> you can email me at lee at mmvagent.com or you can call me directly at 832-570-5490. Awesome. All right, one of the things that are coming a buzz in the Disney fan community is the whole thing about the Great Movie Ride updates that have taken place. Um, maybe about a year ago or something, maybe a few months ago, we talked about TCM striking a deal, and they're going to be start working on the Great Movie Ride updates and putting their influence into the attraction. Well, that has taken place. And if you're looking online on any of the Disney fan sites, you'll see TCM things on the marquees, maybe a little bit different wording of what's going on. Uh, there's definitely now some updates to the ride um, that are taking place, and we, we're going to post some links to some videos and stuff that the people, other people have put up. Um, but the most striking thing that's different is the audio. Uh, if you remember uh, the attraction since it first opened, and I remember being there you know, opening week when that all happened, the cast member that was piloting each of the two vehicles. It's usually two car vehicles. The cast members did the entire spiel for the attraction. And of mm-hmm. course, a lot of you guys know this. Now, um, Robert Osborne, I believe, does an introduction. He does in the little, when you go into the, the movie theater just before you board into the ride, there's like the bunch of switchbacks that you go to. Robert Osborne talks about the movies, talks about Turner Classic Movies, talks about everything else. But Robert Osborne continues through the entire attraction. So the voice that you hear narrating a lot of the spiel now, well, not a lot, I'd say maybe 50-50, so to speak, is the voice of Robert Osborne narrating your journey through each of the different films. And basically, he's relegated to a lot of the facts of the films, you know, like this is this movie directed by this person, won this many awards, so on and so forth. The cast member is still doing the jokes that you hear. It's just not, maybe not uh, as much of the uh, cast member's role to give a lot of the facts. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's basically what's happening. Um, Robert Osborne's narrating your journey through, and there's only one part where he evolves a little comedies when you go through the gangster scene. He's like, well, I'm going to go look for uh, a snack bar or something. You know, yeah, I'm going to concession yeah. stand. Yeah, I'm going to concession stand while you all handle this. And mm-hmm. the cast member in the car is just like, uh, Mr. Osborne, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? And then, <laughs> of course, the same similar gangster scene, or if you're in a Wild West scene, takes place. So I would say the audio now is kind of maybe 50-50, maybe 60-40 in lieu of the pre-recorded stuff. Um, would that bother any of you guys? Does, is that something that's just like raising eyes, like I can't believe this is happening or it's like uh, they're, they're going to go the way of living with the land where it's nothing but all recorded audio? You know, I, I don't think that they could ever get away with that, but then again, those jokes are so stale. Like when you go through the Indiana Jones ride and they're like, I see dead people. And it's an old sixth sense joke. You're like, do people even get that anymore? I don't know. Like, I mean, like it's not like you, they get to improvise anyway. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't. But I mean, so, at, le- at least yeah. in, the, in the Jungle Cruise, no two trips are the same. Right. You know, the, you, you get a good skipper and it's a whole different experience. Uh, but with a great movie ride, it's going to be the same. It's the same script. It's the same inflection and tone, everything. So, 
at least with Jungle Cruise, it, it seems to switch it up a little bit. Exactly. And I wouldn't mind that. I, I think that would be great. Like, you know, when you're going into Alien, is this Jay-Z? <laughs> you know, I was like, come on, man. Right, yeah, the gangster, when you get that guy. Or it's like, at least it couldn't get worse. It got worse. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know if, they, if they're ever going to fix the other aliens that are broken? Oh, God. I hope they did with this. I didn't notice it when they were doing the video. Because the guys that are shooting the video are mostly, you know, they're trying to capture audio, so they're not really going up or sideways. But I hope so, because I, I remember when I went through in February, I mean, there was just, it's like, oh, I was warning my daughters, like, okay, there's an alien on this side that's going to come out. He didn't come out. <laughs> All right, there's somebody up ahead. Just be careful. He didn't come out. Yeah. Either. And it's like, oh, man, come on. Don't Yeti this thing, man. <laughs> Real quick, let, let's say, okay, we all agree that some changes need to happen to the actual ride itself. Mm -hmm. Let's each of us pick a movie. Pick one movie that deserves to go into the great movie ride. Who wants to take it first? Well, any, I mean, any genre, any Any year, genre, any, as long as it's not something Universal already owns. Like, don't say Jurassic Park. What do you mean? Do like, you mean like as part of the ride, not part of the end sequence, but actually like... No, actually part of the through. attraction. I'm saying something that you ride through and you see a piece of it. Yes. Well, can I say they got to keep Mary Poppins in there? I think you, that's a pretty you, iconic movie. You can so keep one thing. Well, so one keeper and one addition. One keeper and one addition, sure. Okay, let's see that. Okay, so I, I keep uh, Wizard of Oz for sure. Okay. okay. And let's add Shawshank Redemption. Really? Right through the pipe system? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but you, I mean, if nothing else, you, you can meet Andy and... Uh, <laughs> and those guys, I don't know. Andy Dufresne was my friend. <laughs> yeah. He was my friend. Say Wantaneo. Well, really what I would do is Pulp Fiction, but that's more. I think that would fit better with Universal than Disney. So, Yeah. <laughs> they pull whatever movie, I think, for that attraction. I don't think it's... I don't think they avoid it. Yeah, do but they? I think that's still not very Disney-ish. You can show the whole Jackrabbit Slims sequence where, where uh, Vinny sure. Vegas and... Uh, Vinny Vega and uh, Mia are the, dancing. Yeah, the dance sequence. You, you could do that. I mean, it's not like, you know, Aliens was a happy-go-lucky film. I mean, you just, just got to pick the right sequence. What about like a better horror film representation? Like the Friday the 13th, the uh, Freddy, you know, Freddy Krueger's, some, you know, uh, something Michael like, Myers. Michael, all the iconic things, you know. Sure, vampires, sure, sure. You know, stuff like that. I mean, oh, I a good know. vampire movie would be great. Yeah, Universal's more known for the horror thing because they have the uh, the horror nights. They have the the, the Universal yeah. monsters. So I guess they've kind of left that up to them. Like I'd love to see Ghostbusters in there. Oh but yeah. But I think yeah. Universal, even though they really haven't done anything with the property, has Ghostbusters. Well, I'm gonna say you got to add Star Wars in there, especially since you own the property yeah. now. Star Wars has to make it into the great movie ride. Absolutely. Especially now. Mm -hmm. So that has to make it into a great movie ride somewhere. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they could do a better thing with Fantasia. They could do, do a better representation of it and maybe take that room and, um, you know, do something better with it, uh, utilizing a Star Wars theme or something. I don't know. You know, it was supposed to meet yeah, like a twister, like in Wizard of Oz thing, you know, like a twister transition to get you from the Casablanca to Wizard of Oz land. Mm -hmm. But maybe they could do something like you're in the Millennium Falcon traveling through the Death Star or something. So it's like such a small space. Yeah, like hyperspace or something like that and still keep that motion thing going. Absolutely. Look, I wouldn't be opposed to making that the finale because, I mean, that's the one thing I think we all would be cool with keeping the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But that's your finale. Uh, I'm sure you would want to go ahead and update the finale for the uh, attraction. Yeah. And Star Wars would be a great finale. Yeah, I, I think would so too. Be. Or okay. if not, bring back the Twister thing. I think that'd be hip. Eli? 
I'm good with Wizard of Oz. Keep it at. Yeah. And then, uh, I didn't go as like high tech, but uh, I'd say Rocky. Rocco, Ooh, yeah. Rocky. Yeah, I mean, you know. You yeah. get the steps up to the. Uh, yeah, he you runs got the steps. You got the steps. You got the steps up there to the, you know, to the library. But I mean, like, man, you take those first, the first four Rockies. Oh, yeah, that's your ride right there. Who doesn't remember him running up a mountain or. Oh, the know? music that goes with it. You <laughs> oh, know? Absolutely. Oh, you absolutely. enter that room and you hear it. Right. It's like, ah, Rocky. Yeah. And it won awards. The first one did. So, yeah. you know, I mean, so you, you still have that prestige that goes yeah. with all these other movies. Well, you can even update that little section where they ride through the uh, criminal underground uh, with James Cagney and, and put him on the porch with Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's Adrian. <laughs> like, you know, like, I got you. I got you like this dog. Rocky! <laughs> Rocky! Yo, you know, like, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, if I'm ever gonna make it, but Rocky! I, I was thinking, like, you know, like, you know, me and you, we something special. Rocky! <laughs> That's it for that room scene. Yeah, You're locked right. in there and they're just doing that back and forth. Oh, man, I could do Rocky Lies all day. <laughs> Lisa, that's a tough act to follow. You got something? <laughs> what would you keep and what would you add? Well, let's see. So I think that I would have to say that I would love, really like to see 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. Good one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I would I would lose Alien. I'm sorry. Since it doesn't work anyway, mm-hmm. it, it that would, you know, I, I would that's where I would put it. But as far as keeping, you got to keep Casablanca. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's small. It's not one of the more, you know, grandiose sets you go through, but there's just something awesome about it. It's so. an iconic movie, yeah. Throughout the ages, I could definitely see that. I'll go with Keep Gene Kelly Singing in the Rain because not that I don't like Wizard of Oz. I'd be okay with them keeping that as well, but just because, like I said, if you're doing a finale, you know, you probably want a, nif- a different finale. It's just what it is. But I would recreate the entire. Like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. When you go through the mm. Chocolate Factory, that very first, when you open them to that room, and you have the river of chocolate, yeah. I would recreate that. That's a, that would mm. be a different yeah. iconic movie. I yes. think that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I would be personally, and we've talked about this on the show before. Like, if you redid the studios, I would be in favor of doing a whole Tim Burton kind of land where you have an attraction based on the Chocolate Factory, and you could do the Tim Burton Chocolate Factory yeah. for that one. I'd prefer the the Gene Wilder one, but right. for this one, you could do Nightmare Before Christmas. You could do Chocolate Factory. You could do. Scissor hand land, I don't know. Scissor <laughs> hand those land. Those first, as long as we get Chocolate Factory and and you know you could totally Nightmare Before Christmas into the park. You could totally have a place that replaced the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playset with like the the Chocolate Land. There you thing. go. Play as a place. You, you couldn't probably couldn't eat everything, but no, you could still Somebody play. Would try yeah, them. you can still play amongst them. everything that's in there in the movie. I could totally see that happening. That'd be a good replacement. Yes, they could put a huge candy shop there, though. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they would, could totally like come out with a whole range of like the giant mushrooms that are like you know like pastries or something. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they, somebody's probably listening there, like, yeah, that's that's it. You uh, know. I would be there. <laughs> Honorable mention, by the way, for me. What you got? Titanic. Really? Yeah. yeah, Titanic. Not because it's a great movie, but because the scene with the Titanic sinking in the background and the two on the on the on the well, not Piece the of two, or whatever. the the, the, the one I- on the raft and the other one like really, please, <laughs> can I? <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, Die Hard. 
Oh, I was just thinking that. Yeah, him that. jumping off the roof, that whole sequence, yeah. that would be great. Um, Police Academy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, but yeah, there Pirates, you go. Pirates would be good, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe this they could just tell James, hey, I'm sorry, uh, Avatar Land is not going to work out, but we do have this other ride. <laughs> we have this room for you. <laughs> we'll put Titanic in there as a compromise. Would you yeah. do Terminator? I would, but Universal has that. Yeah, it's already. Oh, they had it. They 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 had it. Yeah, that's like Jaws. Do we do we have like I I saw, dude? I promise you. I promise you. I was gonna say that. Just steal Jaws. Just buy the Jaws from Universal and throw it in the middle of the ride. You know, not only that, Lee, but like if you go on the like the attraction itself, like I was looking at video, those little digital movie movie posters that change. Jaws is one of them. Yeah, yeah, you're oh, absolutely cool. right. You're absolutely right. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'd love to see Jaws in there. The only reason I didn't include it is because of a universal property. But on that same vein, yes, Terminator, Jaws. Hey, if they want to forget the history of their attraction, bring it into the studio. It's all property. It's all creative. I mean, you know, they got that new Terminator movie coming out. And they're pretty much like, hey, we'll just take the origin and just, just blow it all up. So, yeah. Oh, here's one. Block Universal Studios and do a King Kong attraction. Ooh. I mean, do King Ooh. Kong on the great movie ride. You could do it. Old King, school King Kong. or Old school King Kong. You can't do Peter their... Jackson King, King Kong. Yeah, you can't do what their King Kong look like, but you could do your own version of King Kong. Mm. Because <laughs> King Kong, yeah, that's not... Typical, like, well, you King Kong cheat. is like public domain. You could be like, it's not King Kong. It's Mighty Joe Young on a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty well, if you're going to go there, then you got to also, um, you know, you can also consider, um, oh, shoot, it just left my brain. Oh, it, uh, I'm Godzilla? sorry. Godzilla? No, just forget it. Shoot, for like, I, I'd put Batman in there since they can't use the, 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 the Marvel one? characters. Which one? Put the DC character. Oh, the Christian Bale one. You gotta, oh, I thought you were going to say like Michael Keaton one. Tim Burton Batman. Well, if I'm, if I'm making a deal with Tim Burton, sure, why not? Planet of the Apes. There you oh, go. Planet of the Apes is the yes. one that I was trying to come up with. And when you said Tim Burton, it snapped back in my brain. Yeah. That was well worth hanging on for. Good job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Tim yeah, Burton. The whole Statue of Liberty, you know, coming up out of the back. Yeah. That'd be a fun scene to ride through. Yeah, absolutely. You damn dirty apes. Stick your hands off of me. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was thinking of movies that could never go into there. Couldn't go because of the universal thing? No, no, just, no, no, just couldn't go because of, of, of the movie. This is like the Razzie of movie rides. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not, not bad movies. Good movies, but movies that could never go in there. Okay, I could go with you on that. Okay. Django, you'll never see. <laughs> you'll, no, you will not. You'll never see Django in the great movie ride. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet. Is color purple on that list? Goodfellas. I don't um, think Goodfellas <laughs> would ever be in the great movie ride. Probably not, but it's definitely a classic. Nine and, yeah. and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's choice. <Yeah>. Basic instinct. <laughs> 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 Eyes wide shut. Ah, there you go. There you go. That's, a, that's a good one. That would never go in there. That was a terrible movie. I hated that movie. That was that was a terrible movie. But uh, hey, look, uh, you got. But it was Kubrick. 
Mm. And for that matter, yeah, Shining, Shining, you Clockwork would never. Orange probably wouldn't go in there. Yeah, oh, that was oh, no. weird. That was Caligula weird. probably wouldn't go in there. The Big Lebowski probably would never go in, <laughs> no. into there. Dazed um, and confused, probably die. No, Boogie Nights would probably <laughs> never be allowed in there. <laughs> Magic Mike. <laughs> there Magic go. Mike, no. Monty, all those stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Human centipede will never be. <laughs> What's that hostile and saw? Probably won't be. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Um, does it American History X? <laughs> oh. <laughs> would probably never. That would probably never make it. That no. was really a good movie, though. God it was. damn it, that was a good movie. That's, <laughs> that's, that's in how, my top ten. That's for sure. That sounds crazy coming from me, I know, but it had a good message in there once you get past it. Yeah, absolutely. Off, it really did. Mm-hmm. Seven, you get that won't make it in there. Oh, what about Mrs. Doubtfire to get Robin Williams in there somehow? Mm. But they would probably do uh, Hook before they, right? No, yeah. Hook's not them. Yeah, they wouldn't do Hook because it's not them. Oh, okay. Or Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. He's sitting on toys. a bench. Oh, no, Dead not Poet toys. Society. Oh, oh yeah, there you, there you go. There, that's a great my one. Captain, my Captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been a good one. Nice. All right, guys, so I know, like, you know, Danny and Eli are NBA fans, and I don't know if you saw this, but Walt Disney World and, and the NBA have reached an agreement. They're bringing the NBA experience to Walt Disney World, Ooh. coming to Disney Springs. And just kind of read off this article from the Disney Parks blog. It says the Di- NBA experience at Walt Disney World is going to be a one-of-a-kind destination featuring hands-on activities that puts families and guests of all ages right in the middle of the NBA game action. You'll be able to explore inside the world of professional basketball with numerous interactive experiences and enjoy a restaurant and retail store. I thought at first, when you get ready to announce this, I thought you were going to say they, they had like a NBA basketball team consisting of Disney characters. That's what I <laughs> oh, thought you were taking it. <laughs> like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Guys, so like, 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 Disney's, all right. Disney's version of Space Jam. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting, though. Like it's something different, I guess, to add to Disney Springs. Really? So, like, you, you get to experience being an NBA star. Yeah. So, I guess you could take the chalk and clap and throw it in the air or something like that. Or oh wow, we can't all be LeBron. You get to get accused of rape. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Whoa! Yeah. Ouch. Bad news. Your owner was caught on tape asking his girlfriend why you need to hang around with black players. Like, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? Why are you with magic? Yeah. And then meanwhile, your second wife is after you. They make this an NBA NFL experience then. Yeah. Does Spike yeah. Lee le- yell at you from the side like a little animatronic <laughs> Spike Lee? <laughs> Duck it. Duck it. That'd be, do you get to play... Well, I guess, you know, I don't think, but this would be cool. Like, if you get your your character, whoever you're supposed to be for this process, and you get to play NBA Legends, like, uh-huh. how cool that'd be to be like, okay, yeah, I just dunked on Michael Jordan, or more like Michael Jordan would be dunking on me, but yeah. that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I'd, I'd trip you know what I'm, for that. You know what I'm picturing? It's like, they're going to, at least one part of this, they're probably going to have, like, a basketball goal thing, and, like, what they used to do in, like, um, was it Wonders of Life? Where they had people that analyze your golf swing and all that kind of business. I don't know. Do you all remember Wonders of Life vividly? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm picturing how they have like maybe different booths where you can have guys take a shot, and then they have a coach that tells you how you can improve, how you shoot the ball, how you dribble, and different stuff like that mm-hmm. as one of their interactive things. You know, it's like some kind of video of some famous coach uh, when there's somebody behind the scenes that's actually pressing the appropriate answer. <laughs> you know, to which one? That's that. That's what they used to do at Wonders of Life with the golf swing and every, all that tennis racket swing. 
So I can see part of that experience being something like that. that Do they have sense. like the Tony Parker experience where he teaches you how to flop? <laughs> 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 or the LeBron experience where you, you, you have a press conference announcing where you're taking your talents to? Yeah. yeah, you get to go out and watch people burn your old jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Only to just say, hey, don't be like that. You know, and they come back and watch him cheer for you and like the king has returned. <laughs> or the Ron Artest experience where you get to run in the stands and beat up a fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, this is great. You get to be in a slam dunk contest. Do you get to do that? That'd they can put you in cool. a harness and then they'll lift you up to slam dunk. Yeah. Wow. Or like, you know, three point contest. I bet they'll do something where it's like like you said, like yeah, piggybacking yeah. on what you say, like there'll probably be a scenario where you're like uh, the free throw scenarios, the yeah. game-winning shots. Ooh, do like I get that. to be David Stern and rig the NBA lottery? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You're probably wondering, hey, man, where's the hub? This is not the whole show. Well, guess what? It's been a while since we've done it, but the, uh, we've had to split the show into two parts just because there's so much content that we had created when recording this show that uh, it would have been just about a two hour long show. So it's to kind of save you guys a little time downloading and to kind of save your ears a little bit. I decided to split it up into two different halves. So you're getting this first half here. We got a little, a little taste of Lisa Mundy on the Q segment as well as our guest services segment. But we'll go ahead and maybe in the next few days we're going to release the second half of 80, uh, show number 80, 80B. Okay, so this one's going to be known as uh, show 80. Um, which you're listening to so yeah make sure that you listen to the second half of it because we got a lot of stories coming in from lisa monday so if you keep up with us on facebook you know that she does have a lot of stories it should be very very interesting anyway just a couple of things of business i just want to let you know guys www.magicourway.com is the best place to find everything related to the magic our way podcast uh, you can find all different ways to uh, fo- follow us on social media. You can find uh, our different places, the RSS feeds. You can you can download if you don't want to go through any of the major ones like iTunes or Stitcher or something like that. Um, <clears throat> you can also communicate with us there. Three different ways you can communicate with us, guys. MagicRWayGmail.com is one of the best ways. Uh, all our listener questions go through that and we you know we, we do get those questions because uh, we have a separate account for all the other business stuff so it doesn't get jumbled up or lost in uh, everything else that we have dealing with the Magic Our Way podcast so yeah if you write us in we're going to see it when it comes through and a lot of us are uh, four, three, four, three, four of us are checking it daily okay also you can leave a speak pipe if you go to the home page or any of the page on the website you'll see this little button on the right, right hand side of the page is kind of hanging out if you click on that little tab uh, you could send a voicemail straight from your laptop man you can leave us a, it's very quick and easy so if you're at work and you're listening to us and you got a comment or something you want to react to man just click that button do a quick record especially if your computer has a microphone but most of them do have some kind of microphone and just hit send and it'll send you don't have to do an email you don't have to do anything SpeakPipe takes care of it of that for you okay very very easy um or if you happen to be driving or something like this of course you can't really access the speak pipe or the email but you can call us man put us in your contacts man as the magic our way podcast you can call us at 1-844 and 844 is a toll-free number 1-844 harambe h-a-r-a-m-b-e or if you need the numbers it's 1-844-481-8689 and you can call us from any phone communication device however you want to you can even do it through skype you could probably call us but you know you have probably have to pay to call a landline anyway 
Um, just to help out with Lee, man, look, if you want to book a vacation with Lee, man, he's a member of Magical Moments Vacations, which is an earmarked Disney travel agent. So you you have safety in dealing with an earmarked agent there. Um, you can follow him on Facebook, or you can follow the company on Facebook, Magical Moments Vacation, Maine. Uh, you can email Lee at Lee at MMVAgent.com. MMV, of course, stands for Magical Moments Vacations. Uh, but Lee at MMVAgent.com. Or you can follow him on Facebook at Las Tovica Travel. Uh, or you can call him. It's area code 832-570-5490. Uh, if you didn't ca- catch all that or if you're driving, you can't really copy it that down. We're going to have it in the show notes, so make sure that you check our show notes for that. Also, just a plug, Mr. Eli Ivory can f- follow his adventures at www.ivorycomics.com. Uh, you can see panels from his latest uh comic book that is coming out and he's going to have more information for us in the next coming week uh, maybe even a little contest for you to kind of win one of his books graphic novels actually i should be more specific um also too if you want to support the show while you're on the web page trying to look at all the different stuff that we have uh, a web page that we're constantly updating so make sure you check back often to see new things that pop up for whether it's like descriptions of the show bios everything else Anyway, there's an Amazon link on the right-hand side of the page that you can click on if you're going to go shop at Amazon. Uh, just click on that, man, and we get a little something. Uh, it, when you click on that link, it takes you straight to the website, the Amazon website, and just do your shopping as normal. Nothing. That's all you have to do, and you know a little bit of that will help support the show that you are listening to at the moment. Also, too, you could support us by buying a T-shirt, man. Uh, we're coming up with new designs and stuff every day. If you go to our website and click on that little th- link that says Shop, It'll take you right to our merchandise store, uh, where it's our Spreadshirt store, and you can buy uh, your, you can support your Magic Our Way gear, man. Right now we have one of the logos up that you could purchase, and we're going to be putting up the blue logo with just me and Danny, and we're going to be putting other little sayings and stuff. So make sure that you do that. And guys, last but not least, man, we thank you for listening, and if you could do us a big favor, man, leave us a rating and review in iTunes. Uh, you hear every, if you're a podcast listener, you know every podcaster listens to that. That is important keeping us relevant and lets other other people know what our show is about and what it's like and everything else. And we definitely thank you. And we'll see you in the second half of show number 80. My name is Kevin. Magic out.